Brightest audience in the country, welcome to Bob and Yurt Live. I'm the pastor of Denver Bible Church. Yesterday, we talked about Matt Walsh and his brilliant $100,000 fundraiser for Altez's grandmother, which then lit the granddaughter's hair on fire as Matt's kindness heaped hot coals on her head. So Altez then refused the funds, apparently letting her abuela continue to live in poverty in Puerto Rico or near poverty. We have a few more things to discuss about Matt Walsh today, positions he takes that are helpful and unhelpful. And by that, I mean, according to our understanding of God's word, positions that are right and wrong. But Altez, hurting her grandmother, using her grandmother as a pawn to promote her own political agenda. That's very much like what much of Islam has done to the Palestinians for three quarters of a century and what BLM does with the misery of the black inner city. And speaking of which, the latest Minnesota riots, Black Lives Matter, they just can't get enough of creeps who beat up women, of criminals who attempt murder. And so most of their poster icons are wife beaters and all-around thugs. In this case, members of a U.S. Marshals Task Force, they went to arrest a man for violating his parole as a felon. He was in possession of a firearm. And so he's supposed to go to a hearing. He skipped the probation hearing. And when the federal marshals went to arrest him, he pulled a gun and fired on them. And thankfully, they killed him. And no one else was injured. So Winston Smith, ironically, that's the dead guy's name. It's the same name as the main character In George Orwell's 1984, that's bizarre. Now, this guy had previously threatened to kill the police, and he had robbed and beat up his ex-girlfriend, left her face bloody and swollen, and so Black Lives Matter, they just can't get enough of this stuff. They just eat it up. He's their latest hero. So you've probably seen this in the news this weekend. One of the Minneapolis protesters, a BLM protester, couldn't even remember the name of the guy that everyone was rioting over. How could they? Because there are just too many criminals. You can't remember the names of all these criminals. So part of a neighborhood in Minneapolis was vandalized and looted after this guy was killed And it possibly was a combination of attempted murder and suicide by cop, right? And the left, BLM, the entire left, they're all pro-suicide. So when 
their criminals are committing suicide by cop, why don't they thank the police officers? Just like they advocate for physician-assisted suicide. So this is just officer-assisted suicide. Ferguson's Michael Brown, of course, was suicide by cop. And so often when people have utterly destroyed their own lives and then in their continued selfishness and cruelty, they get other people to kill them. Suicide by cop. So the U.S. Marshals, they preferred to not be killed themselves, so they killed this thug. And, of course, riots erupted with flames in the middle of the street. And there's a a tweet by somebody well-known. No, this is not a third-world country. It's Minneapolis. The main reason that Black Lives Matter does nothing to oppose black men beating up women, black men abandoning their children, young black men in gangs— The main reason BLM does nothing to oppose black men beating up women is that they support these things. They have nothing to offer in their worldview to mitigate those problems. In fact, to them, they're not problems. They're opportunities. It's just like the Muslims who use Palestinians as pawns to promote their agenda. The more misery among blacks, even if it's self-inflicted, the more likely the community will lash out against those whom BLM presumes are their enemies. But actually, their enemies, among whom they count Jesus Christ himself, those who they think are their enemies, actually, in many instances, they are those who can save them the people they think are their enemies, the people who shouted, crucify him, crucify him to Jesus, they viewed as their enemy the one who could save them. In that whole white savior thing, you know, with the critical race theory condemning, whether it's a book or a film, and they dismiss it as a white savior plot, They condemn any account of a white person standing up against slavery, against injustice for blacks, even when the white person stands up against extreme opposition, even risking his own life to defend blacks, people he loves and respects, and he fights for equal treatment of blacks, they condemn that person. They only want whites to be black supremacists. That's it. And of course, many leftist whites are just that. They're black supremacists. And even though that ideology destroys blacks by the thousands, by the hundreds of thousands, that outcome is irrelevant. Like we talked about yesterday to the leftists, the socialists, they couldn't care less if their ideology, their government proposals, things that have been enacted now for 70 years, they couldn't care less how many millions of people are destroyed by the policies 
they advocate for because they hate God more than they love blacks. They hate God more than they love minorities. They hate God more than they love the poor. They hate Republicans more than they love blacks. So back to Matt Walsh and his brilliant Altez Abuela fundraiser with AOC's hair now on fire. Matt's GoFundMe effort, it could be called the Romans 1220 Abuela fundraiser. Romans 1220. As the Apostle Paul wrote in his epistle to the Romans, quote, Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Isn't that something? Now, our article on our website, kgov.com slash nice for nicer than God, our article lays out the case in the most irrefutable, irrefragable manner that the Bible presents a standard that God's people should adhere to that is condemned by today's nicer-than-God church. So that when God's apostles and his prophets, his followers in the Bible, are doing things that please God, that God admires, that he compliments, the church today will condemn those very believers as long as you tell it in a way that they don't know that the account is coming right out of the Bible. Because otherwise they'll pretend to support what John the Baptist or one of the apostles or prophets did. They'll pretend to support it because they don't want to be caught disagreeing with the Bible when they're disagreeing with you as to what is proper Christian behavior. So Matt, being kind to Altez's grandmother, he was thereby heaping coals of fire on AOC's head. And there are many commentaries, if you read, and they're beside themselves with that verse. If you're kind to your enemy, you will heap coals of fire on his head. They can't take that because it sounds like that by being nice, you know that you're going to infuriate him. And that's exactly the case. So I won't go through the many, many Bible verses that we list in that article at kgov.com nice that shows exactly that kind of response. And sometimes that's what it takes to get through to someone. When someone is driving 100 miles an hour toward a cliff, they're ready to go over the cliff, they're destroying themselves, and you're standing on the side of the road gently saying, oh, I love you, brother. No, they need somebody screaming their head off, waving their arms, doing everything they can to shock that person into reality. And that's why Jesus so often intentionally offended the people he was trying to reach. He intentionally offended them, and then he never apologized, and he never explained. Oh, I know you're offended, but that's just because you misunderstood. No, it says he offended them, and then he walked away. 
He said, you want eternal life? Drink my blood. How's that? How's that sound? Then he walked away. And of course, the Jews knew for 1,500 years that God condemned the drinking of blood for symbolic reasons. So you slaughter an animal to eat it, and you have to make sure to drain its blood. And so Jesus says to the Pharisees, those who are experts at the law, he says, you want eternal life? Drink my blood. How's that for being offensive? And intentionally so. So by raising $100,000 for her grandmother, Matt Walsh heaped coals of fire on Altez's head. And she's now running around with her hair on fire. That was great, really. It was just, it was brilliant. But Matt Walsh has some views that are unhelpful, actually wrong, very destructive. Other views that are great, like he's against libertarians. That's really awesome. I'd like to talk about that for a while because many Christians think that the Libertarian Party is a part of the Christian worldview. It's an outreach of Christians. And that is so utterly false. But first, for example, about Matt Walsh and some of his foundational views, his understanding of the history of the world, which dramatically affects your ability to have a good worldview If you have a correct view of the history of the world or an incorrect view, it's going to either help you or hurt you. So, for example, the history of the world, right? Matt Walsh is an old earther, tragically. And I don't think he realizes this, but when a denomination, a seminary, a Christian university goes old earth, then That is the first of a series of rejections where they reject Bible teaching after Bible teaching after Bible teaching, major historical events recounted in the Hebrew Scriptures, and they're said to be myths. They're Greek myths. Like Father Stephanie said to me and my family back in 1973, we asked him to come to our house because I had gone eight years Catholic grammar school in Hawthorne, New Jersey, and I was an altar boy. And we began to study the Bible, and we were confronted by so many things the Bible said, like, you can be sure you have eternal life. You could be assured that you have eternal life if you trust in Jesus Christ, and the Roman Catholic Church says, no, you cannot. So how's that? But when they have an unbeliever in one of their churches, just a member of a family in one of their churches, somebody who doesn't even believe in God, they assure everyone that that person is in heaven. Isn't that weird? In any typical Catholic funeral, they say, you, for loving God and believing his word, you cannot be assured that you're in heaven. In the typical Catholic family, they assure everyone that this pagan is in heaven. I've seen it, heard it with my own ears. So Matt Walsh is an old earther. He believes the earth is billions of years old, and he's an evolutionist. And he doesn't realize, and hopefully if he had the case made to him, 
And some recently have tried to get him to realize there's tremendous evidence for the special creation by God of mankind and of the earth and the universe in the recent past, but I didn't see any evidence that he actually looked into that argument that was presented to him. But apparently, Matt Walsh doesn't realize that those two views, Old Earth and Evolution, have done more to destroy biblical morality than any other belief system. They have done more to turn millions against Jesus Christ than anything else in Western civilization. An Old Earth and Evolution. And these run naturally right into socialism because, well, after all, those who reject an old earth, those who claim to be Christians, even those who are Christians, Christian seminaries, where they actually do preach the gospel, once they deny the young earth and they accept the lie of an old earth, then they also reject the global flood. And they reject the Tower of Babel. And they reject the Exodus. They even reject oftentimes the very existence of Moses. And when that all happens, then it turns out that the Ten Commandments have no historical foundation whatsoever. So they've not only destroyed the genealogy of Jesus Christ, they've also destroyed the Lord's own credibility because he quotes from these passages, and they've destroyed the legal foundation of the Christian worldview, the Ten Commandments. So that's all gone. And so God making us male and female, that's all gone. That's just part of mythology. When the Catholic Church, when Matt Walsh, when Old Earth Protestants then undermine Genesis This naturally leads not only to a denial of biblical morality regarding marriage, like fornication is okay, homosexuality is okay. Right now, they'll oppose the tranny thing right now, right? Back 30 years ago on this show regarding homosexuality, we said eventually the church will fully accept homosexuality. Maybe the only thing left they'll oppose is like, homosexual dental care. That'll be about it. Everything else, homosexual marriage, homosexual adoption, everything else they'll accept. And of course, that was just an absurdity to illustrate absurdity. Maybe they'll oppose dental care for homosexuals. That'd be about it. And so now it's trannies that they're against. But unless the left itself comes to give up on the whole tranny thing, the conservatives that are currently against the whole transsexual phenomenon, they'll eventually support it too because they have no foundation. Because if Genesis is mythology and God made us male and female and Jesus said that happened at the beginning of the creation, not after billions of years like Matt Walsh believes, then even the Lord's own credibility is called into question. And so then you get to the Ten Commandments, which say, explicitly they say, that in six days God made the heavens, the earth, 
the sea, and everything in them. So that's gone. And when the Ten Commandments say, thou shalt not steal, well, that's gone because unless you have a good reason and then you get a majority to vote to take money from the wealthy and give it to your supporters or give it to the poor. And so Matt Walsh doesn't recognize that the beliefs he advocates have done more to destroy biblical morality and proper governance than any other belief system. And they've done more to turn millions against Jesus Christ. So even in Matt's own views on other issues, like on homosexuality, right, he tries so hard to walk a line of oh-so-gentle criticism but significant tolerance. Like with Homo Pride Month, right? He'll criticize Homo Pride Month, but not homosexuals. This week he mentions David Rubin, that pervert, in a positive way because of some pathetic minor little thing. I want to bring up, though, something that Matt Walsh does that the vast majority of conservatives, Christians, Republicans don't have the wisdom to do and don't have the courage to do, and that is to condemn the Libertarian Party, Libertarians, the Libertarian worldview. And he condemns them for good reason. A lot of Christians, they think, well, the Libertarians, at least they're against abortion. It's like, are you delusional? Well, you know, I always supported Ron Paul, and he ran for president with the Libertarian Party, and he was against abortion. Are you delusional? Ron Paul has always been pro-choice. You know, Rand Paul's father, the U.S. Senator from Kentucky, Rand Paul. Yeah, but Ron Paul was always against abortion. No, Ron Paul was always pro-choice. Let me quote to you, and we link to this. You could read it in an article Ron Paul wrote. You could go to our website, kgov.com slash libertarians. And the URL there, by the way, that's an abbreviated, that's a URL redirect, kgov.com slash libertarians. It's what's called a redirect. It's like a shortcut. And it sends you to the full URL is kgov.com slash libertarians are immoral conservatives. And so Ron Paul is pro-choice. Here's what he wrote in 2006 in his own column. He's not being taken out of context. He writes, while Roe v. Wade is invalid, a federal law banning abortion would be equally invalid. How's that? So if he knows that abortion is murder, then that's even worse for him. It's even worse for you to say, well, a federal law that bans murder is invalid. How's that? Doesn't even the U.S. federal constitution say the Fifth Amendment that no person shall be deprived of life without due process of law? Doesn't it say that? 
So what, the federal government has to allow murder if a state wants to murder the innocent? The 14th Amendment, it says, no state shall deprive any person of life without due process of law. That means you have to be convicted of a capital crime in order for the state to kill you or to allow you to be killed. Nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. So for Ron Paul, he's pro-choice like some of the left, they're pro-choice person by person if, if the woman decides. Other people are pro-choice marriage by marriage. Well, as long as the husband agrees, then I'm pro-choice. They can kill their baby. Other people are pro-choice like Donald Trump, state by state. If the states, like virtually all of our states, want to kill kids, well, then they could kill kids. If you go to an article I wrote at AmericanRightToLife.org slash statesrights, you'll be shocked to see what God says about states' rights. You'll be shocked to see. And the Libertarian Party, its platform, they've always been pro-abortion. Always. We link to their Libertarian Party platform, section I-8, reproductive rights. We oppose government actions that prohibit abortion. And this is updated as of 2016. Abortion, the government should be kept out of the matter, leaving the question to each person. So that's called pro-choice, right? The Libertarian Party is viciously immoral. It's officially pro-legalized abortion, pro-legalized homosexuality, pro-legalized pornography, pro-legalized adultery, pro-legalized crack cocaine, pro-legalized suicide, pro-legalized euthanasia, pro-legalized physician-assisted suicide, pro-legalized prostitution. Oh, and by the way, they're against protecting marriage between a man and a woman. How's that? How's that? The Libertarian Party is based on a humanist rather than a Judeo-Christian worldview, and so it has misguided notions of governance and no compass for righteousness in law. And by the way, we often point out that 19 states decriminalized abortion child killing before Roe v. Wade, 19 of them. You could find that list at AmericanRTL.org slash Libertarians. And if Roe v. Wade didn't come along when it did in 1973, that initial list from 1966 until 1972, that would have gone up to 35 states and 45 states and 50 states would have decriminalized abortion for various reasons. So the problem is not the lesser magistrates, the greater magistrates, the freeing the states. The problem is holding accountable everyone for doing what is right and the conservative Christian ability to focus on everything but that so that they become addicted to process. And by the way, Ron Paul's bills, his so-called sanctity of life bills, they all would allow abortion in the states, right? He actually says if a, in his bills, if a state like California 
has a law that says you can kill unborn children. Ron Paul says that the federal government, including the courts, cannot question that law. They have to abide by it. And they had this in Israel in the Old Testament. One state of their 13 states, one of the tribes, they didn't want to prosecute murder. And you know what God did? He had every other state march in there and destroy that state. You think it's states' rights, God says? You think it's states' rights? No. It's God's enduring command, do not kill the innocent. And no state has any right to decriminalize murder. So Matt Walsh, hey, he gets some important things really right. Pray for him. This is Bob Inyart inviting you to read our manuscript, The Plot, for an overview of the whole Bible. Call us at 800-836-9278. That's 836-9278.